hello, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Why Theory. As always, I am your host, Ryan Engley, joined, as always, by co-host Todd McGowan. Todd, how you doing, buddy? Hi, Ryan. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I mean, you know, a, 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 I think a, a pandemic okay, which is uh, which I think is a, qualified. It's okay. a qualified okay. Yeah, heavily qualified. Um, so uh, today, usually I ask you what we're talking about. Uh, why don't you? Today why, you're gonna. Say, yeah. Why don't you ask me, Ryan? What are we going to talk about today? <laughs> today we were talking about zaddy fascism, which is uh, a not a new master signifier. I promise. Uh, it is uh, my. There's a term that that I came up with, and we're going to talk about this. Uh, the gender, how how the I came up with this idea, where it came from, and, and and really most importantly, what it means. And what it means is not a new kind of fascism. Uh, what. I want to. It's a diagnosis of fascism. Is it? Right? Yes, very nicely put. It's a diagnosis. Yeah. No shush, shush. No diagnosis of fascism. That's hard to do that with the with the those sounds in there, um, because what I've been, uh, I think, dissatisfied by in, um, and I'm sure I'm not alone in public conversation about. Um, oh, Trump uh, and uh, other um, like world leaders, and again the. Fascism has become this term that that, that gets like tossed around uh, sometimes on the internet, like it like it has no meaning, and that always ends up serving the right because it's like um, like oh like if everyone is if if everything one is fascist, then no one is, and then it allows the people to who are actually doing fascistic fascistic things to continue to do them. But um, what I want to look at is how uh, fascism in twenty twenty, like the the conversation around it, tends to. proliferate almost exclusively along um, like logical lines um, as in like people should reject it on the basis of, uh, of logic as, as it's that it is offensive for these reasons. And what these conversations I see in uh, mainstream press or like online, like they never interrogate the appeal of fascism, which um, I want to uh, say we can, we can get at by looking at the figure of the zaddy. So Todd, um, I'm going to define it, uh, but because you haven't talked for a little bit, uh, zaddy is a new term for you. Is that correct? <laughs> That's correct. I do not have any, I mean, I just know it because you've told me what it is. So I'm flying kind of without a net. Here. Okay. All right. Well, let's give you a net. So um, urban dictionary, which is uh, great for um, if you hear the kids saying things and you don't know what they're talking about, it's a great resource for, um, like I had to learn what, like this made me so feel so old. Have your kids? Do your kids use the word yeet, Todd? What's what did you say? Yeet. Y e e t. Yeet is like to get like to get rid of something. So I'm gonna yeet this real quick. And anyway, I had to look this up because I like I I had no idea what it meant. So anyway, um, okay, a zaddy uh, is according to Urban Dictionary a fine, handsome, and sexy ass intelligent man. It makes you smile and drip. This is important. Every time you see him, he knows how to handle business in and out of the bedroom. You low key want to have his baby. He makes all parts of you excited, including your mind. He smells good, looks good, and is good. And um, here's a, a helpful um, example sentence Hell yeah, my zaddy is all of that. Damn zaddy got all my lips smiling. That's so, and then this is a less helpful one. My zaddy is the shit. So, but this is, so that's, so there's your, there's your definition. And why am I tying this to, uh, to, to fascism, Todd? Uh, that's my question. That's your question. Well, this occurred to me, um, 
my uh, a friend of mine uh, sent me these uh, screen uh, grabs from her Twitter feed where people were calling uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, they're, they're calling him him Zaddy because he's become like a recent like big figure in the uh, United States pandemic. And so here, just I want to give some examples. And this is from March 24th. So it's a little while ago. Okay. But um, uh, Chelsea Handler, public figure, blue check mark, that kind of person said, I love waking up to Andrew Cuomo. It's like the universe is giving us what we've been missing for the last three years. A confident voice of leadership during terrible times. The truth, for starters. And a number of people commented on this saying things like this. Total zaddy energy. But seriously, I miss having a leader. Grateful to have one in Andrew Cuomo. Um, other people always here for Zaddy Cuomo. Zaddy Cuomo is our real leader. Uh, thought I was unemployed, but turns out New York state is just going to keep paying me, even though I'm not going to work. Thank you, Zaddy Cuomo for looking out for student workers and et cetera. I think you've gotten the point. So what's kind of at work here, uh, I, I, I want to make the claim is the eroticization of the dad, and the uh, in in this Cuomo, who is you know what probably do you have you seen these pictures of him that show that he's probably got his nipples pierced? I did not know. You that. didn't know this. He probably he's so he's no. he's a kinky zaddy. I think um, yeah. at, the, at the at the very least. Um, but what we've got here is um, like it's it's not. So one of the I think like a, a common way of looking at fascism is that it is the like it's an authoritative father or authoritative father figure. And you kind of get this in the word zaddy, obviously it's close to daddy, but it's not, of course. Um, and that's important. We're going to come to this. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a big part of this conversation. So the thing with Cuomo, and I want to be really clear, I'm not calling Cuomo a fascist. He's Cuomo weird. is not a fascist. He's not a fascist. He's, okay. he's a technocrat. He's, he sucks for cutting Medicaid during a pandemic. Like that is, uh, worthy of uh, derision and and disdain like don't don't make uh, like the idea of making the uh, pandemic a budgetary issue is uh i don't know it's it's uh, you, you we should not aspire to that in our leaders um so uh but th- that but all of that doesn't matter when you are thinking about someone as a zaddy as a comforting figure who is going to lead you through uh, you know, troublesome Hard times. times, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's, and we're going to like rearticulate this. Like uh, that's the important thing is that like, there is an erotic attachment to the, uh, to the fascistic figure. And again, I'm not saying that that Cuomo is, but maybe, maybe he'll surprise me. Uh, and he will really, really earn the label of, of zaddy fascist. So we'll see. Um, but, uh, before, before I continue, um, I, w- I want you to give you a chance to, to jump in on this because uh, I want to go on to Umberto Eco's common features of fascism because the like w- the whole this is one of the reasons why th- we're even having this conversation is because th- the conversation about like uh, what a fascistic government looks like like the you know again the Trump administration and like like right right wing people like Bolsonaro you know all these all these figures it's um, the reason why we should reject them it the appeal is always a logical one and it fails to actually see why people are attracted, an important word, to these figures. And I think this example uh, from how uh, Cuomo is being um, evaluated by the people, I think it, it, it gives us insight 
into the the fascist is always a zaddy. It, it, and, and, and anyway, and I think that's like that's the the most important point. Right. I like that idea. I mean, I like the idea that the move from traditional authority to fascist authority is a movement from father to daddy, right? Or father yeah. to dad. And I think that's what's interesting to me about that is I I wonder how much within families themselves that the 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 father is functioning as a zaddy because I think <laughs> if to, to the extent that the father is moved away from this position of symbolic authority and mm-hmm. moved but what's interesting is I'm not sure that the position of daddy is really an undermining of that symbolic authority no. as much as it is a kind a different way of articulating it. It presents right? a way to relate to it, I think, that because I think that you I don't think that people would um I don't think that people would re- uh, and I, I don't necessarily like the word um relate maybe like orient themselves toward or or or, what, or but I don't think it, if the, the there's a reason why the word doesn't have father in it, why it basically has daddy in it. And I don't think um, if it's, it's not Cuomo as father figure. Right? I don't think people would relate on this level if that was the, the conversation. I think that that is um, I don't know. There, 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 I think there's something too there's something too proximate <laughs> about that. Like there, there has to be this like this remove a little bit from the, right. the thing, the thing that you're saying. So yeah, so I agree. I agree. Right. But what, isn't it interesting that what they're claiming is that he is an effective father. Like he, he effectively mm-hmm. knows how to govern things and we've had right. an ineffective father before this, but, <laughs> but right. that doesn't explain the libidinal attachment, which is I think incorporated in the word zaddy or daddy, mm-hmm. right? Like that, right. that seems to me to be, the fundamental shift, which is characteristic of fascism. So even if that, obviously Cuomo is not a fascist, but the figure, the fascist leader has to have this, has to be a site for a libidinal charge so that the subjects can identify with him. Otherwise they're not going to, because they're not going to, they're not going to obey because the Mm -hmm. obedience is, is clearly tied to this attachment, this libidinal attachment, right? Like, I think that's, that's what you're pointing at with this term, which I think without that, there is no such thing as fascism. Like without that yeah. leader in the position of the daddy who's has a mm-hmm. libidinal charge attached to him, then there's no fascism. Yes, I exactly. That's exactly right. I think that like and, and these are, you know, and I apologize if, if this is not comprehensive. I'm, I'm mostly going to echo on this because he, you know, lived through it under Mussolini and he's become a touchstone for like contemporary um, uh, debate and conversation about um, fascism. And um, one thing that he has said, you know, is that is the the merging of uh, I think this is echo. I don't think this is like Chomsky or, or someone else, but that is the merging of state and corporate power. Okay. Is what fascism looks like, and of course, you know that's been easy for Trump. Of course, like a, a business, uh, right. you know, like and, and 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 a family business that he has, which of course has this has the structure of fascism, as we're as we're saying, you know, like it, it is like intimately tied into into the family. So of like of course, right. like Trump is clearly a zaddy figure for his followers, right? They like call him dad. They God emperor. Yeah. That's the, like the, the, um, the Donald a subreddit. That's the, what they call him. And right. it's, yeah. And so it's almost, so it's like this, this, this fascination with, with Cuomo. It's like, well, we can't totally use 
the words of Nazis on the internet. We have to make it, it's got to be zaddy. Because if it's dad, then it's clear that we're in for this, like, uh, fascistic leader kind of thing. But if it's if it's zaddy, it's like, I appreciate what he's doing. He's leading well. And also there's this, like, erotic component to it. And I think that it it's, it's kind of funny. Like, I think it names... It names the 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 erotic thing that is always at work in the fascist identification or the identification with the fascist leader, right. um, but it but it's not like it's not necessarily there in the words like God Emperor or just when you know Trump folk call him like Dad or Daddy like it's not it's not it's not there as much as it is with with Zaddy, which is why like when my friend sent me these screen grabs from her Twitter feed, I was just like, I was like, this is incredible. Like it, it put the, um, it created a short circuit to use a Freudian phrase, uh, between, between the two ideas. And so I felt like I was able to, to see how this thing works. Um, right. Do you have something that, uh, that you want to say? Yeah. Before I mean, I go, go, yeah. Yeah. I just think, I mean, the Trump situation is interesting, right? Because he, like, I think his, like the, his relationship to fascism, like, I don't think he's exactly a fascist, but I think he certainly fits that that notion of the figure of the zaddy pretty well. And I think, the, the, just as you said, the way in which his supporters uh, express that is, is, is important. But I also think what's interesting is that the bond is, is, is created through weakness and through mm. like his, it's not just his strengths, but his flaws that actually help to create the bond. So this is why the worse that he handles the crisis, it doesn't, it doesn't, undermine the bond that people have with him in a certain way it strengthens it because he's he's failed the way that he doesn't the way that he fails is part of the appeal to, that he has i think so it's not yeah. so i think it's a, i think it's it's very hard to to fight against a figure like that because the failures are are like if you point out the failures that's already part of the appeal so you're actually yes. just strengthening mm-hmm. the appeal on the point like that you just made about weakness strengthening the appeal, like uh, Trump supporters still criticize Obama for for golfing when like Trump has gone just more time in three years than Obama did, like many more times in than eight Obama years, did in, right. in eight years. Right. It's it's incredible. Right. But but I this I think that like goes to show the point, which is like the thing that you think, like again, because you're you're approaching it from like a position of, of logos. The thing that you think would like defeat the Trump supporter and like the internet and like late night talks, like all of popular culture, corporate media, New York times, Washington post, LA times, all these, the, the, the dominant like conversation in this country, like it thinks that they can defeat on the level of logic, like his appeal and they always miss it. So that's why I, I, want to have this conversation and try to get at something at something else. And so I want to go through these uh, and jump in at any point, Todd, okay. if, uh, anything on this. So these are Echo's 14 common features of fascism. And what you'll Umberto see... Umberto Echo, right? Umberto Echo, yes, sir. Yeah. Thank you. What you'll see is that they're all... I mean, they're, they're fine, and I think they're probably right, um, but they're all on the level of logic, and they don't get at a level at, at like a libidinal investment or like what I want to like hit on is like a kind of erotic attachment or erotic or eroticization of the figure. So here we go. Um, that there is a cult of tradition. That's number one. Okay. Uh, there's a rejection of modernism, um, which, uh, means I think enlightenment, uh, specifically or the age of reason. 
uh, the the cult of action for action's sake, which I identified a couple episodes ago um, as this like gets things done. You see this like right, all over the right. place, right? Uh, Trump gets things done in a, in 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 a, in a pandemic. That's you know, and, and Obama did nothing, a do nothing Democrat, right? Like that's like a whole thing. Right. Uh, disagreement is treason. That's easy, right? I mean, we can change that, amend that to disagreement is fake news, right? Like that's right. Um, Fear of difference, uh, appeal to social frustration, um, okay. which is interesting because I, I, I think that doesn't, that's not a, um, there's like a necessary and sufficient condition that I feel like that, like, like that's not hitting c- completely, you know, like, like, like social frustration, uh, I, I don't know that, that appealing to that is necessarily like the, the home. No, not at all. Of effect, but it's it's wrapped in with all these other things, right? Like, right. So, okay. so yeah, okay. So we'll, um, go on. we'll go on. The obsession with a plot, of course. Okay. Deep state, right? Like the you know, right? Uh, Ch- China made it in a lab, like that whole thing, right? All good um, so far. Okay. The enemy is both strong and weak. Pacifism okay. is trafficking with the enemy. Okay. Contempt for the weak, which is, uh, I, I think. Not as good as, as your point, which like that should be intensified, which is that like like weakness is strength, I think is like is a lot better. Right. Although there is this like make fun of the of the of the disabled, right? Like of that's course. part of the yeah. Or yeah. or euthanize them. <laughs> you, yeah. is, offer you know, to, right, yeah, offer up the uh the, the elderly and, and uh yeah, and the disabled. Well, I mean that's the Nazis had a had a program of euthanizing the the disabled and that was I mean that was they were even open about that. Whereas like the, the pogrom against the Jews wasn't, was, was subterranean, but the, the euthanasia program was open and it occasioned a revolt. I mean, not a revolt, but a, a, a protest movement, but it still was an integral part of their, because health is so important, right? It's like the body yeah. being healthy, the social well, body being healthy. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we, we touched on this in the disability and psychoanalysis episode where like you need like the smooth functioning of capital, like, you know, it requires a, a, a smooth functioning body that right. the, the, the disabled body does not admit for, uh, for the, the, the optimal functioning of a, like either like a social military or gov- government or capitalistic program. So right. that, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, the, uh, everybody is educated to become a hero. Okay. Um, uh, machismo and weaponry. Uh, so, so you know the there is something, of course, in the my. You know, I love I love a good Schwarzenegger movie. Like Commando is out is outrageous. Like oh, I don't know. Terminator how, Two is like one of the great films well, of ter- all time, right? Terminator Two is 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 I think a great movie, but like Commando is not a great movie, but it's great to watch. It seems like he kills all of South America to right. uh, get back right. his daughter. Like it, that's right. like the what happens in that movie is it's, it's insane. But he, I think this. I don't know. Well, I think actually in Terminator Two, I think um, he plays a bit of a zaddy. But in Commando, he's a lot closer to this like um, fascist uh, action hero. Right. Right. Um, that uh, that would fit in with with uh, Echo's um, uh, idea ideas. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So selective populism. Okay. Um, which I think is also, um, 
I think that this, it's this idea that is maybe at work in when, when people call out um, like eco-fascism as well, like, okay. like is, is to, to think about like, Oh, um, like there, like the, there can be, like there can be like a good, like there can be a good future. Like people like who, who are, are talking about how actually great this is for the environment right now, you know? And it's like, on the one hand, that's true. It is. But on the other hand, you know, there are a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of people dying who right, don't have access right. to healthcare, basic services. So it's, it's, it's a total like, um, you know, look at the, uh, look at the pretty building next to the neighborhood on fire or something like that. Right. Like, right, uh, right. Yeah. Um, and then this is the last one. Uh, Ur fascism speaks uh, news speak. So it's like, is that um, an Orwell reference? I guess. I think so. Yeah. Um, and this I'm, I'm uh, taking from a, an article uh, on it. It's not because the, the, um, the echo list, I think I could be wrong about this uh, is a New York review of books. Um, it's on their website, and for whatever reason, I like I I couldn't I couldn't access it. You couldn't uh, find morning. it. Okay. Yeah. So okay, all of those. All the, how all many those are there? Li- the fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. I would just all, say this. I would say yeah, if you have fourteen characteristics of fascism, you don't have one, right? Like, yeah. Uh, isn't what are you missing? And I think this is what you're trying to provide, right? Like a key, the key that unlocks the concept of fascism from all this, all these descriptors. Like I think all mm-hmm. these descriptors are right. Mm-hmm. But they don't get to the core of what its appeal is, and I think that's what you're trying to do with that yeah. concept of the zaddy, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's so when you make this, so, so this is the this is the thing is, and, and we talked about this in the pre-show, and I, I think this is like the, the kind of like the way into like the the wider part of this conversation is that um, folks, you know, liberal types, progressive types, people who have the energy to um, fight uh, with and argue with Nazis on the internet or on Facebook, you know, on Facebook or Twitter or whatever are often frustrated that their well-reasoned appeals uh, never seem to hit the mark. They never seem to dissuade the, uh, the fascistic, uh, like, like Trump supporter, right? They never seem to be able to do this to, to make any headway. And it's because like so, th- then you'll see like the internet wisdom. I don't know who the first person to say this is that like you can't reason someone into a position they haven't. You can't reason someone out of a position they haven't reasoned themselves into. And it's like oh wow yeah let's snap our fingers that's great. Um, and even that again is still like oh well they're bereft of reason right. It's and right. And, and you'll see and you'll just you'll see this on uh, you know New York Times you'll see this in CNN you'll see this like anything of the the bastion of the center left media is that like how irrational illogical Trump and the supporters are and it misses this libidinal aspect so how do you how do you fight against this i think i i, I don't i don't know that that i would literally prescribe um in internet debate to call someone out on their libidinal attachment. I mean, I don't know, go ahead. Like, I, I think that you could have more success that way, but I think just recognizing, like it would be a, a much bigger deal if, if it'd be a much bigger deal if someone at the New York times recognized that the appeal of Trump is this like erotic thing that it would be a much bigger deal than if just one major like article like that. And then that kind of, change the national conversation that was like, do we, do we invest too much in leaders? Like just in general, 
Um, there was a thing I saw this morning in New York Times that like Bernie Sanders supporters struggle to support Biden or a, 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 a leader who looks so different from their own. And it's like, yes, but you're having this conversation at the level of person and leader and not at the level of policy, which is like pretty much the whole reason why anyone who supported Sanders supported Sanders. Like if Sanders ab- abandoned Medicare for all, I think his support would have abandoned him. And uh, right. I, yeah. Can I, I want to say something because yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's really good. And I, I think that, um, you know, that, that the, the whole, I mean, here, so here's what Spinoza says. Spinoza says that I usually never quote Spinoza approvingly, <laughs> but I'm gonna, um, sure. he's, he says that an emotion can only be counteracted by another emotion. Yeah. Right. So, so his idea would be that you could never reason someone out of an emotional position. Instead, you have to, you have to compel them with another kind of emotion. And I yeah. wonder if, I guess my question is, is, is the attachment to this alternative leader, the leftist leader, mm-hmm. is it, is, is it what you're claiming? That is, is it, is it policy oriented? Like, is it tied to certain ideas or does it also have a libidinal charge? And is the mm-hmm. libidinal charge on the left the same as on the right? Because that seems like to me a very interesting question. Like, yeah. is it possible for the left, rather than saying like, oh, you need to recognize that there's a libidinal charge there. Obviously, no Trump supporters are going to say, what do you mean libidinal? I don't want to have sex mm. with Trump, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, okay, so they're gonna. So there's going to be a whole defense mechanism established, yeah. right? But, mm-hmm. but I think isn't the idea that if you could posit another kind of emotional possibility, yeah. then that would maybe ha- have the effect of freeing. So what's wrong with it being another leader? Or do you think that mm-hmm. the left is inherently leaderless and and the leader is always indifferent and there isn't the same kind of libidinal attachment to the leader. So I, it's, that, it's, to me, that's a very interesting problem. Yeah, they're they're fascinating questions and interesting problems. And and my my immediate reaction is to say I don't I don't want to say well in this country the left is is just like what is a kind of almost like a nonsense starter because it's uh, it's growing. Like I mean, I think you. Said well, let's just say you and me then. Okay, you, you and me. me. Well, well, no, I just mean I. I all, all I mean by that, I'm not trying. I'm not attacking the question. I'm just saying that, like, I, um, I think it's more in this country because that, that, like, we're actually at a moment where, like, a left is, it's like, it is genuinely growing. Like it, like it is, right. um, happening in a way that happened in other countries much earlier, and maybe the left is down in a lot of different countries. You know, particularly in Europe, but like the, there are recognizable parties people in positions where here there is a lot of working like groundwork to make that happen. Um, it's, you know, it's been a long, like, Eugene Debs was alive a long time ago. It's, and, um, I don't know, like in uh, FDR, it was a long time ago. And, and, and I mean, if these are the, the touchstones right. for America, right. for an American left, not, right. not just, you know, then it's been a long time. So for me, I want to, I think if it's, if with your approval, of course, like should, I think for me, I would say the question, should the left be like an, an erotics of a policy and not a right, fair enough person. Right. And, and you say, no, I, th- well, I, I think, I think this is where, this is where the, um, the, the conversation becomes tricky because it seems like, oh, well then if this is all what the right does and the, and this is what, what is fascistic, then like the left has to, um, must, 
reject it. But I think that there is something there. It exposes, especially in America, like a wider or, or like a, like a, I don't want to say like a greater truth because it seems like too common, but just like it's part of the, 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 the ceiling on Bernie Sanders appeal is that I don't, I think that there is, I just think there's a ceiling on an erotics of policy. And I think that you, if, if as a leader, he was relentless in like getting people to not like, it wasn't just selling people on a future result of what like change could be. Like he was explaining at a policy level, what was going to happen, what it was going to address, what would have to change and why it needed to change. And what that forces people to do is to confront themselves and to confront like how they live in this world. And for a lot of people, I think that's like freeing and emancipatory. And I think that it is. And I also think for more people that's, uh, it's scary. And so the, for, I, I do think that there could be, I do think a leader could emerge on the left yeah. that could mm-hmm. do both, that could do both things. That could be like, like a leader to inspire a kind of like, I don't know, like, like an erotic uh, attachment and also to um, get like a great passion for policy. Um, but it's not, it's not Sanders and like, they'd have to be very, I said this to you before the call, they'd have to be very, very charming because it's, uh, uh, because what what a what a what a genuine like left like program is as we've talked about before is it must confront people with contradiction or else you are like you're trying to eliminate it right uh, i it, agree it, with that yeah, but do, yeah. but but doesn't that require so so you're basic that's interesting i'm not sure where you came down like, like is it, <laughs> is, 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 does the i guess my question is still yeah. the same like does yeah. the left require as like zaddy or whatever, some kind, or yeah. is that position in some way inherently non-leftist? Like, is it inherently yeah. attached to fascism, or is it a mobile kind of position that can be mobilized for either side? And then, in which case, we better have our own one. Like, yeah. there, you know, that there better be one on the other side. Otherwise, you're going to lose the. If it's a, if it's just a libidinal struggle, which I th- kind of think it is, then. I think you, unless you can libidinize policy, which is maybe what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, it's, I um, don't know that. I don't know it's possible. I, I don't think know that, that you, that's possible. You can get people. You, I think you can get people excited about it. I think you can get people excited about policy, but like, there's no like you. Re, I think you it, you need a figure, uh, and and uh, right to attach it to, which is like the like the Uncle Bernie, like the you know like like there right. was there was a right. Kind I mean, of he had a certain amount of charm. I think like he you know. Maybe not yeah. that much. I don't know. Maybe yeah. not that much. Maybe it's right. Maybe, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think the difference is where, maybe this is what I would say. Like, I would just say that the the leftist, like, where is the source of the libidinal charge, right? Like, so, For the left, yeah. Right, and I think it's different. So this is where yeah. I would say the difference is. I think there's a libidinal charge on both sides. But I think for the left, it's from the contradiction itself, Right, yeah. like there's there's an erotics of the contradiction, and I mean mm-hmm. I almost think any good I use that term, you know, advisedly. Like any good relationship has mm-hmm. the erotics of the contradiction as its as its core, yeah. you know, 
value maybe even. Mm-hmm. But so I think that's what has to drive the erotics of the left. Or, and, and, and I think the difference is the erotics of the right or the fascist erotics is about the healing. Like it's, yeah. a, it's about, I just said that. I'm not sure I agree with mm. that. Because well, I wanted, I was going to, okay, keep going. Because go I, I was going to. No, well, I was, what I was, was going to say. S- it, oh, go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. You go. Well, I was just going to say, but could we pursue both possibilities? Because I think I need to think it through. Yeah. I, so here's what here's what I was going to say was the problem yeah. about what I just yeah. was going to say about the right <laughs> is that I don't think healing is ever erotic. Like I don't yeah. think because I think so. I think even fascism has to get its charge from division and contradiction, and that the healing it promises is always phantasmatic and never to be realized. Right? Like well, if the fascist ever yeah. realized the fullness that they're promising, the harmony that they're promising, mm-hmm. then they're they would destroy themselves. I think that there's a word that, and maybe this is in the actual um, uh, Umberto Eco essay, but it wasn't in the 14 um, characteristics of fascism. But I, I think a good word is nostalgia. That's yeah. And what's really funny about, and I think nostalgia is such a great is such a great word in this conversation for this reason because it's a Greek mashup. I think it's nostos and agalma, and it literally means pain for home or pain for homecoming. Right. Um, but that's, I don't think that's how people, when they think of when, when that word gets tossed around, like when people write about films using nostalgia, like it, it's totally that, that idea of there being pain is totally gone. It's like the, right. Oh, the nostalgic appeal is the easy one. Cause it makes people feel good. And I think right. maybe that's the, uh, I don't know, maybe th- this could be a word that, that, that splits the, the difference between right and left where like nostalgia is always a promise of something better by this like regressive and backward looking gaze that, that eliminates all problems. But the nostalgia of the, of the left has to be that thing that you thought was fine 10 years ago, like was actually not, it was, it was, it was, it was wrong. There were some things that, that, that you missed. Right. And, right. and, and, and so there's anti-nostalgia almost. To the left. Well, well, I think it's literal. It has to have that pain. There has to be the pain in it. If the, if it's not, if there's no pain, there's no nostalgia. Um, right. Although and, to me, I think nostalgia is always about something you never really had. Right. Like if you sure, if you so really it's had the thing, as well. Say that again. It's illusory as well. Right. Exactly. Right. Like if you had it, you wouldn't really be pining for it. So, um, you know, you would have just had the good thing and it's gone, mm-hmm. and you're you're you've moved on, right? Like it's the, the, the tie to it is you're tied to what's was missing. In what the was past. missing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah. And then the, the project of the right is to reclaim it and we can, and it will be fine. We just have to eliminate these, uh, you know, we have to eliminate these, uh, disabled or, 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 or black and brown people. They're ethnically or religiously different. We have, if we can get rid of them, then right. everything will be fine. And we right, can, the we figure can, of yeah. excess. You have to get yeah. rid of that excess in order to create. What's interesting is that the right, I mean, I guess I would define fascism something like um, using a figure of excess to create social harmony, right? Like that's, yeah. and so I think that's where the, and so the excess is both like the, the fascist so leader wait, has on. to I, be. Sorry, no, you finish because I think I, I got something from... from okay, so I think the fascist leader yeah. has to be excessive because what they're trying to wipe out is itself an excess, right? Like it's the Jewish excess they're going to try yeah. to wipe out. So Hitler's, his very excessiveness is needed. 
like, and even his followers are like, yeah, he's a little crude. He's a little, you know, blah, blah. <laughs> like they say about Trump, they all right, admit that about Trump. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but they, they, they think that that excess is necessary because what they're, what's caused the society be out of balance is itself an excess. And so you mm-hmm. need him to eliminate that. But what they're enjoying is the excess. And I think that's the thing that, that isn't, that's not fully theorized in the way that we commonly think about fascism or the way that Echo does. So is that the, so this is what I, what I was making the connection about, like, um, if, can there, can, can there be a zaddy of the left? Um, and, or, or, or should there be, um, and, and what would be the difference? Because like there has to be, or like, cause the, or else this falls into like a cynical, all the left and right are the same kind of thing, right? And and, right. and we all just we all just uh, die while they fight out a pointless battle, right? Like that's like the kind of the, the worst position. But the um, the the thing that what you just said made me um, made me recognize is that um, did Sanders promise harmony? No, I don't think so. No, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. And, and he never th- focuses on what's to come. That's I think yeah. what's interesting about him yeah. and makes him appealing even as a candidate yeah yeah it's it's never about like how great it's going to be it's just more about the critique of the inequality of the present right right and that's the i think that's the point where um i think that that's the point where maybe you need the uh you need the zaddy figure on, on on the left because it's like uh because it's and as I think I mean, you you said this uh, oh I don't know how long ago this was now that the the project of like the project of of communism like laid out like as in u- utopian kind of communism like yeah. I think you said this is is actually a a rightist uh, project because what it does is it aims at eliminating contradiction it aims at harmony. So, right. Anything that right. My claim was just any project that aims at eliminating uh, contradiction is right wing, ultimately. Yeah. So that so that the you know the so Stalinism is really a right wing phenomenon, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so then the project of so then the pro, you I think you slipped and said this, but I think this is right. The project is eliminating harmony. Is the left right? I know, I know. <laughs> I know. I think, yeah, and I think that is a way to think about the difference between left and right. I think that works really well. But I do think, like, I still think you need a, a a leader. And I think what's interesting is to think about the nature of that, how that leader cannot be zaddy like. I think is mm-hmm. an important important thing to think about on the left. In addition to like how you confront the right wing fascist leader who and and the libidinal attachment i think you have to generate there has to be an alternative kind of erotics and i think that's mm-hmm. the that's the real question like what is that leader what's the leader look like on the left as opposed to the, like this pseudo daddy figure on yes. the right and i don't now, think it's i think oh, what yeah. it can't be is a return to a symbolic father right i, can, I think that yes. can't be i think that can't be right well, that's what this is. So this is exactly what, what I wanted to get to that. Like, does this not make the uh, like the question of the the the, the woman leader like I, doesn't this complicate that a little bit? Because the I, I think that you get this like the left um, or I'll say mainstream, the mainstream left ethos. Right. Is that like, well, 
anything that would come close to a, an, an, an eroticizing of a, of a woman candidate would be objectifying. And it would be, it would be like, I think it would be failing to, to take her seriously as a, as a, as a genuine candidate. And I, I wonder if that is like a, um, if there's a barrier in the mainstream liberal project there that has just been like, like made up that like actually, um, what, one of the problems for women candidates is that in, on the left is that, uh, the, the attachment to them cannot be formed in the same way that it is for men. Yeah. I think it's a great point. I also think if you think about the leader of the free world right now, who's mm-hmm. a woman, like yes. the, uh, her position is really one of the symbolic father, right? Like she's, yeah. she's like cool, follows the, sets up the law, follows the law, does mm-hmm. everything that, you know, the, in the, in the proper way, scolds Trump for his yep. excesses. You know, I'm talking mm-hmm. about miracle obviously, but, um, mm-hmm. uh, so I don't know. So I think it's interesting that, and, and there's, there's an no, opportunity for you to say like Betty White or something like that, <laughs> but, but anyway, yeah. I'm not going to say that. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like, I feel like her, um, I think you're right. Like there's no sense of an erotics of, of Angela Merkel, right? Like there's right. not mm-hmm. there. She doesn't have that. That's not part of her appeal. And I right. think you're right that because the only way it can be figured is as completely sexualized. And yes. I think you're right to yeah. say everyone would say that's objectionable mm-hmm. to have this. But it's funny that no one thinks it's objectionable to have an erotic attachment to Trump or even to Cuomo because or that's Cuomo. the thing you were just <laughs> quoting, right? right that there right. were these people openly avowing their erotic attachment and mm-hmm. it's fine. It's no problem. Mm-hmm. So I think you're, I think you're right. Like there, it has to be in the figure of the woman, not necessarily actual women, because my whole point is, Miracle's acting just like in a position of the symbolic father. So the it's a position, a, a structural position of the woman. I think that mm. is is somehow has to be tied to the leftist project as a, in opposition to that figure of the daddy, and it certainly can't be the mother because I think that no. would be disastrous. I think um, that I was, I mean, I think that was a, that was something that I, 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 and I also think that this, this plays out too, where, um, in even some, some, uh, some people, some like left journalists I like, they, they often call, uh, like they refer to, um, Nancy Pelosi as a, um, as a, as a deficit scold or, and, and like some figure like, I don't know, like Hillary Clinton as a, as a, again, as a vote scolder, like, right, or, right. you know, and I, there's some, uh, it, it's pretty clear that the, there's like this, this like overbearing mom, like the fi- right. mother figure in there right. that, that, that right. is, that is a, a part of that. Um, and that is, it is catastrophic. It's a bad, it's a bad, um, kind of identification. So identification to get, well, it's a maternal superego. That's the problem. And then, you know, no one wants to obey that figure. Right. So that's why. And then when you vote against that figure, you're, you feel like you're rebelling. Uh huh. And that, that's why Trump works because he's the paternal, uh, he's the 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 dad superego, like right, the weekend, right. He's weekend a male dad, person. right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. weekend so dad. <laughs> he is. Just right. enjoy yourself. Let's go out, kids. Here's right. twenty bucks. Go right. in any direction. You have to enjoy. Right. That's the, that's that's this this the Trump presidency for that's that's the whole thing with Trump encouraging these protests against uh, being at home in a pandemic. Yeah, right. You know, right. It's it's, it's a fascinating thing of the way, and I think it shows the this figure of the daddy is Addy nicely, right? That the, mm-hmm. that the, there's, 
it's the encouraging the kids to even like not only do I want you to go out and drink, but I'll even make a fake ID for you. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, right, right, know, right, like, right. In other words, I'll make it so it, you don't get caught. I, you don't mm-hmm. get. There's no ramifications for what you're doing, which I think is a step beyond just this. You know, Slavoj talks about this all the time. I think he calls him a postmodern father. Who's per, it's, but he's basically talking about a permissive mm-hmm. father. And he his point is that that injunction of the permissive father is worse than the the strict father. Because yeah. the injunction to enjoy like puts all the burden on you, but it seems like Trump has even gone beyond. It goes beyond that. That it's a that it's a, a way that not only are it's, it's it not, you're also you're also given an a, a, a excuse like you're you're given a a, a net for your mm-hmm. behavior so that you don't get you don't have any ramifications for what you do, and that's part of what that's part of the role as leader is to make sure there are no ramifications for the followers. And this is, I think, I don't know, you tell me if Slavoj says this or not, because uh, I've heard him talk on this point, and I haven't heard him say this, but maybe he's written it somewhere, that, like, isn't it because by not being, by go, by moving from symbolic father to daddy or, or zaddy to being dad, to being weekend dad, like, to being cool, isn't it that that the dad has transgressed so that you aren't, no matter what you do, you're not? It's actually the, the the transgression against like the what a child would see as the symbolic role of the father because the father has done that in this movement to daddy that that means that you can do what you want like that that's actually the 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 important point like the and, and yeah he is, says that yeah I think Slavoj does say this in terms of the he was talking about it in terms of the the Yugoslavian civil war that happened mm-hmm. after the breakup of Yugoslavia and that the Serbs there's this genocide right and the Serbs. That Slobodan Milosevic was this kind of daddy father, not mm-hmm. dad, not I am tempted to say father, but this daddy <laughs> figure. And Slavoj's point was his basic injunction was you may. So like you yeah. may do all these things that you ordinarily weren't allowed to do that would be transgressions, but now they're not transgressions because I've authorized them. Right, or right. they're still transgressions, but I've authorized the transgression. And I think that's mm-hmm. a key, like the authorized transgression, I think is a key part of the, of that, of the fascist leader and the appeal like that. And, and that's part of the whole erotics of, of fascism. I would say that without that authorized transgression, then the connection wouldn't be as, I mean, that's the, that's how the connection is constantly reaffirmed. I think Mm. through every time you transgress, you feel like you're doing, it's a great feeling because not that I've ever really done, (laughs) but I imagine it's a great feeling because you're doing both things at once, right? You're transgressing and you're obeying. And you're obeying. So it's a, it's an incredible feeling because usually when we obey, we're like, well, I'm missing out on all these great transgressions, but at least I'm pleasing my parents. Or when we transgress, we're like, well, I'm getting all this joy, but I do feel a little bit bad that I've, I've violated what my parents told me to, but this way you get the best of both worlds, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And isn't, isn't this, I wonder, uh, to, to, to go to the Cuomo example, isn't it like he, like responds to Trump in a frank manner. And that seems like, um, a, a, a transgression of the, like, like the, the liberal I've, I've moved toward not saying neoliberal. I, I feel I've, I've, I now feel I've the convinced that you. you. About this. Yeah. Because I've been, I've been, I've become annoyed at, at how that phrase being thrown around. And I think it's just, yeah. I think it's just liberal. So, and so, um, but the, the liberal like decency discourse, 
and 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 uh, is all about like well, you don't say that Trump lied. You say falsehoods, right? Or right, misled. Right. And I'm pretty sure that Cuomo has said that he's lying about stuff. And he just had this. He just had this 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 thing that like you know people went nuts about. Like he was like thanking Trump for doing his job. Like right. I'm thanking you for like showing like the bare modicum of, uh, of, of federal responsibility and in, in a crisis. Like it was all like, Oh, like he really got him. Like he, like he's pushing against the, like, like, cause you know, New York times would never do that. They would never write something like that, or it would only be an opinion. Like they would, their, their articles would never openly, uh, despite what Trump thinks would never openly attack Trump at that level because they have to maintain this like kind of like liberal distance and this skein of uh, objectionality. And when Cuomo doesn't do that, it's like he's getting away with something for liberals. So that's where like, like he's, he is showing himself like a figure of enjoyment. And I think that that allows for the, um, for the erotic uh, attachment in a way that's a little bit different because whenever, when, when Sanders gets upset, it's actually always like, it's always righteous indignation. Like it's actually always for like the right reasons. And it's, and it's like never petty. And because of that, I think it, and because of that, it makes it harder to identify like in, in this kind of like a erotic attachment way with him. Whereas Cuomo being petty is like, Oh, total zaddy. Look at how competent he is. Right. Like that, that's, I, a, that's I, an important thing. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I think that's a good point. I, I have a, a kind of male, female woman, man question about okay. the, cause this, I, I, I was, I was always confused by this. Like why Warren was less a site of identification for the left than Sanders was. And yeah. I think you're going to say to me, well, there are significant policy differences, but I think other than Medicare, mm-hmm. They're not really, and, and and initially that wasn't even a difference. I mean, the difference mm-hmm. was more he took up the mantle of socialist, and she said, I, "I'll she never forget this line. I'm a capitalist to my bones." Yeah, which you know, okay, that bothered me too. But mm-hmm. um, but in terms of what they were proposing, mm-hmm. I think the 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 distance between like Jacobin Magazine, for instance, right? Um, they just they they basically fillet Bernie every every article in <laughs> yep. right and warren just incredible di- like more diatribes against warren than against trump right so yeah which you know it's hard to make sense of that um except like is there something about and i want to try to get at this notion that you were you were sort of working with earlier about the is there something about the woman as a site for a leftist kind of identification and did that fail in the case of Warren? And then why mm-hmm. did Bernie, why was he more a more effective messenger? It seems like it had to be tied to his, his je ne sais quoi, right? Like mm-hmm. his, and, and, and I think people were critical of others for saying that Warren didn't have it because they're like, they thought that was sexist. Um, right. So I don't know, maybe that's true. But it's, maybe it's also true that that Bernie has, I mean, what is his je ne sais quoi? I think it's authenticity, right? And mm-hmm. I wonder yeah. if you would accept that as a leftist source of libidinal attraction. So I, I'm asking you know, a ton of things together. Yeah, you are asking <laughs> a ton of things. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> the question is the woman and Warren and, and the difference yeah. between Bernie, but then later the question of authenticity. So, okay, so um, I actually think, so I agree, I agree with the authentic- authenticity thing, but I actually, 
I think it's an, I think it's another word that gets thrown a lot, around a lot when people talk about Bernie and it's consistency, yeah. consistency, okay. consistency. And there is a fetish of his consistency. And I think, um, I, we've talked about before on this podcast that like your, your best quality is your worst quality and your worst quality is your best quality. And people in the, like in the debates, uh, especially the, the one one-on-one ba- debate against uh, Biden is people were upset um, like Bernie supporters were upset that he basically kept doing his like stump speech and it wasn't like new. He wasn't coming up with like a new thing to say to defend himself. And it's like, that's kind of part and parcel with the consistency thing. Right. Is, right. is that like, he's not, a, he doesn't ad lib. He doesn't, he, he stays on message and it like, it can become i think it can become tiring for people who need to be convinced you know people people in vermont find him tiring you know like they don't he's beloved as a political figure by the people but Mm -hmm. other political people that have to deal with him feel like he's an idiot here's here's the term they use he's an ideologue yeah which if you have if you've ever worked with an ideologue it's annoying (laughs) it's annoying because every issue is yeah. back to like, oh, now, okay. So we just want to talk about how we have to organize our our classes next semester. And instead, we have to have a whole discussion about the class uh, inequalities in the, in the mm-hmm. department, right? Like, so, like, that's annoying. And I think that's how people here feel about him. But mm-hmm. I think your, but your point is, that's also the thing that, that makes him beloved yes. among the people. Right. And that's the, and that is exactly. And it's the, it's, it's part and, and it's the consistency that makes him authentic because he has been saying the same things right. for, for, for 40 years. Right. And uh, again, uh, this also butts up against my, like my, my things with um, cynicism is that like, th- that's only, that is only laudable if, and I'm not, and this isn't a criticism of, of him like for failing to get things done, but it's only laudable if things haven't changed. So it's, it's like, and, and, and I don't, I don't think that he thinks it's great that he's been saying the same thing for 40 years, which right. is the difference between him and I think some of his supporters where they, right. they look at this consistent trajectory and like, ah, this is what makes him authentic. He's been saying the same thing for 40 years. And it's like that I think for Bernie is an index of failure that he's been saying the same things for 40 years. And, um, okay. okay so that, that's, that's part of it. And okay. Because because of the consistency thing, I think for a place like Jacobin, um, that is also like a big negative check against Warren because she was a registered Republican. For, she was a Republican, right? Right for for a while, and then of course the it's it's really really tricky. Like um, tribal nations supported Bernie; they did not support right, right. You that's know, an you issue, know, right. and 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 that's a that's like a big and that's a big thing. Um, that I, I think what people came to see is that like, you know, uh, I think Warren, despite like the, but, the, but the let, let me just right, say her policy, ahead. her policy relative to tribal nations was the same as Bernie's. Okay. It was a personal objection to her. Yeah, right? it was. Like a, a, right, right. And, but what I was going to say, I think is that like, there was a feeling that actually she skated on, 
her uh, indigenous identification, right? Like, because because she's um, obviously a, like a, a, a white passing woman, like that she's like she skated on that more than like like Kamala Harris had to answer for um, her prosecution record. Yeah, I got you. Know, you. Like, yeah. So I, I think that there. So there's something. That, so okay, um, I think that there is there. There's definitely like I want to agree with you that like in in the expectation for what Elizabeth Warren had to look like. I think that the idea that like she there's there's a SNL sketch about like. Uh, I think Kate McKinnon plays a, who played, she plays Warren. Yeah, she plays Warren. But there's a there was an older uh, SNL sketch where Kate McKinnon. I think this is illuminating it, on this question. Uh, goes to, she she plays plays a mom and she finally goes to get the mom haircut, like which they call like the cut, and it's just like this short haircut that is basically the way Elizabeth Warren looks. Yeah. And I just I think that. In this con- in the context of this conversation we're having, like if, if the if the consequence of this is that a successful leader needs to be able to mobilize an erotics of attachment, um, and to 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 put uh, to to work this like affective identification, right. um, that those paths are cut out for women for I think on the one hand like good reason because like it's 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 easy it would be. Um, as a, you know, as a, like, like a fundamental kind of, uh, misogyny in the way that like, just like look at the, the makeup of the, of the courts and the makeup of Congress and the makeup of like, there's a fundamental misogyny there that like to be taken seriously, one uh, as a, as a woman, one has to kind of cut out. Desexualize yourself. Yes. You have to desexualize yourself. So, but what that, that also has this compensatory thing where you, you have to be, I guess I would say this, I think I'm moved to say this from the way our conversation is, you have to become a zaddy. You can't, you can't be a woman. Interesting. And so what, where would you place Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? Because she seems like she's, like she's not desexualized, I don't think. And she? she's certainly sexualized by the right. Uh, right, like, right, you, clearly. You know, yeah. Clearly. Um yeah, well, I think maybe that's maybe they're playing with fire in doing that. Though. They might be. That, that's interesting. They really, really might be. I think part of it is because she's young. Um, yeah, yeah. And and uh, well, her hair's long too. Her hair is long. So so we'll you know we'll see. This is like what an awful thing to say. We'll see what happens when she's old enough to run for pre- right. Like doesn't that seem so patriarchal? Yes, I know she's not old enough to run for awful. president, but she's yeah. not because that's you have to be thirty five. Uh, yeah. Right. And um. Uh, but that anyway, so I, I don't know. I mean, that will be something to, to watch. Don't you think? Like, yeah, like, yeah, uh, definitely. Y- you know, definitely. like, like yeah. uh, but even but I now, do, I mean, yeah. look, she's a major political figure and she's, yeah. I think she embraces uh, like the idea of an erotic attachment. I mean, she doesn't say it obviously, but I just think she, she, I don't think she shies away from it. In there the are way ways, these, there are ways that she, that, 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 that she's, um, you know what it is? I think that. Maybe this is it, is that, and this is the thing, would you say that Warren's cool? No. Okay. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, would you say she's cool? Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the way in. Because there was, someone posted this great video of, of, uh, Ocasio-Cortez, like, um, doing, she was, um, uh, introducing Sanders at a, at a big rally and they put, I don't know what song it was, but they put a, uh, like a rap hip hop song behind what she was saying. And it was 
the cadence of the way she was delivering things, it sounded exactly like on like a rap song when you have the second featured a person come in and they like kind of sing talk. They don't, right. you know, they don't, they're not right. doing any singing. They're just talking. They're just going through. It's right. almost like beat or like right. slam poetry. And they put, po- someone posted it. It's really funny. She commented on the video. Like she like posted like the emoji, like the crying laughing emoji because right. she's cool, you know, right. like, and, and yeah. so I, so I think now here's the problem. You become less cool when you get older. And, uh, there's the, the great, the great line from the Simpsons, uh, where, um, uh, Homer is listening to, uh, I think, uh, the, I don't know, maybe it's Grand Funk. I can't remember. He's listening to some music from the seventies and his dad tells him to turn it down and says, Oh, just, you know, like, come on, dad, you're not with it. And then he says, Grandpa Simpson says, Oh, I was with it. But then what I was with wasn't it. And what was, it was weird and scary. It'll happen to you. And that's the, and so I think that's the problem. That's so can she yeah. be cool for the next six years? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like, because, because the, because Cuomo can be sexualized, the, 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 the nipple pierce thing, like, th- like that would be a death sentence, I think for, for, right. Women, uh, right. For, yeah. For, <laughs> it's why I even laugh thinking about it. Cause it's so, it would be such a death sentence. Right. Well, and like, like we, there was a representative here in California who, uh, who had a, um, uh, Katie Hill who her, I, I, I think she had a relationship with, uh, um, a staffer who then left, but then there was like a video of it that was leaked by like her ex. And it was kind of like a revenge porn. Thing. Anyway, she, yeah. she, she was uh, elected in 2018 and she stepped down. She left. Oh, and wow. like, you know, uh, meanwhile, <laughs> like, uh, Ralph Northrum, uh, blackface governor of Virginia still has his job. He, you know, and he's still doing stuff. He just got, um, the election day as a holiday. You know, right. like still doing progressive thing. And and the, you know, the one time for a young, uh, for a young woman to to have like something that like, uh, you know, approached her on the level of of like of sexualization, she had to she had to go. And, um, you know, meanwhile, like you get these like excessive enjoyments of. Uh, you know, that you see like a blackface uh, in senators or like or like Republican uh who Republicans who, I mean, the president who get caught up in sexual uh, male Republicans who get caught up in sexual allegations and it just doesn't, doesn't really matter. But, um, right. you know, the only, the one exception I think to this rule is Al Franken, uh, who had a, a one, uh, sexual allegation that he had to, he, he stepped down because he felt like he, like he was no longer a bastion of like progressive ideas right, or, right, or, or, you right. know, or me too or whatever. And then, you know what, it's probably true. And it's, but it, it shows you the, like the, the, like the line that, that, that one must walk like Northrum, the governor of Virginia, not a progressive, not a leftist. If he was, he probably would have felt shame and he would have left. Well, that's interesting because what you're suggesting is that the personal qualities matter more for the candidates who are purportedly don't care about the personal qualities. Well, Todd, that's the consistency thing. Yeah. You know, like, and I think that that's, that is a, um, I think it's something that the, that the left is going to have to, um, to reckon with uh, is, is that like, I think one of the, one of the ideas in popular culture that I think is associated with like a left or progressive approach to culture and media is, is cancel culture. And I think that we're probably, 
I'm going to put my, you know, my finger in the air and say, like, I think we're probably nine months away from some significant figure on the Internet saying that, you know, the problem is a system that we cannot get out of. It's that canceling individual people doesn't fix that. So the problem and, and that would be pretty smart. It'd be pretty smart. It'd be nice. Like, I mean, but I think that I think that that is a like a reckoning that like, you know, when you fetishize consistency, like it means someone making it it, it means that you are actually uh, um, privileging the 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 person over the policy. Yeah, I think that's really good. Do you know this line by Emerson? This line by Emerson, a foolish consistency is the hobgoblin of little minds. Oh, yeah, I do know that line. Yeah, that's a the, good line. Uh, I mean, it's used, Trump's sort of uh, motto, yeah. I think. I think Brett Stevens used that against Sanders. Oh, did he really? Yeah, but, you know, but, you know, yeah. he's a, yeah. oh, you know what? I shouldn't say anything bad about him. He might contact my provost. Oh, that's so, right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> that's right. He tried to get somebody fired. Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, um, for a tweet that was looked at by, I think, 15 people before it became yeah. a news story. Anyway. And he, ma- he made that professor famous, right? He made the professor famous, yeah. Although I don't know right. who it is anymore. So well, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. They could have yeah. parlayed it into a book deal. We'll find out in like a few months. Yeah, maybe we'll get, yeah, we'll see the book. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, so do we want, like I want to I want to sum up because I feel like we we t- taken on a lot. So to be clear, right? Yeah. Zaddy fascism, not a species of fascism, but it is a way of naming um, an erotics of attachment that is uh, central to the success of a fascistic figure. Correct. I like that. Um, and that this um, erotic attachment may not be available to women candidates. Uh, I would, I mean, your example of, of Merkel, I mean, that means like globally, uh, right. You know, right. Um, so, um, okay. So, so that's, so that's, so that's interesting. Like that cuts out, um, like, I think we often focus on the, like the glass ceiling for, for, uh, for women politicians in, in this country as being on, on lines of, of sexism. And I think that it's, that that's true, but there might, it might be more, um, important to go along the lines of like what, how many different, um, what would be the, the, the right word is that like, there is a limitation on the presentation of, yeah, Mm -hmm. of, of, of femininity and and womanhood in, uh, in politicians. And that limits their, uh, political, um, although, you know, we didn't talk about Marine Le Pen because, She's oh, certainly no. Well, that's uh, why I said, but but see that she's on the right. I said I, I think it's really just for the left because you're right. Yeah, 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 like because yeah. Nalen Palin, right? That like the, right, you know right, that right. that that fake the the porn for that they made of, of Sarah Palin. I totally think this happens on on the right where the, there's this this fetish of this is why the right fetishizes uh, Ocasio Cortez because they that's what they do with their that's female. just what they do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like yeah. you know, like all like the. Um, you know, the, for like the longest time, right. Or maybe even now I haven't watched Fox news in a very long time. So like the, or, or checked in with it, but all of the female hosts were like, you know, like Megan Kelly, like this blonde. Right. I mean, that was like, the whole point of that movie. Um, bombshell, uh, bombshell. I think. Right. Yeah. Right. So, Which was pretty good. So I, I think there's a lot, the only thing I would add, I think that's a good mm-hmm. summary. The only thing I would add is that the, and I think we're not, we didn't have a great answer for this. Like there mm-hmm. needs to be an alternative leftist, to the zaddy, right? Yeah. And it can't just mirror. I think we both agree. It cannot yeah. just equally mirror the zaddy. 
but it cannot just be. I think but we like agree on morally this. correct, right? Yeah, like that's right. The, it can't just be a moral, but and it also we, but it, it also cannot just um, be a be a identification with policy. That there has to be yeah. something in the figure, yes, that that uh, creates a possibility for an erotic attachment, even on the mm-hmm. left. Yeah. yeah, and that yeah. there is a limitation in um, uh, fetishizing or demanding um, consistency as like the as like the big as like like consistency being equivalent to authenticity is a thing that is going to hold back. You know, like right. really, like if, if if like Ocasio Cortez getting into politics so young, like she has a chance to replicate that, replicate Bernie. But I really think that's it's what an exceptional circumstance. Right. You know, right, for someone right. like, like, uh, so I, that's a, if that's the model for, for genuine left, uh, politicians and there's no other way in other than you've always been like this, like forever, then you cut, you, you, you make the movement too, uh, exceptional and, and, yep. and, and yeah, I and, agree. and cut it off at the knees. Yeah. So what do you think the lesson is? Whew. Don't What's be a zaddy. <laughs> I think the lesson is, uh, get your nipples pierced. Get your nipples. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to follow that lesson. Well, you can't go. You can't go outside right now. So that's, that's true. So I'm, it's fine. All, yeah. right. <laughs> All right, over and out, Ryan. Over and out, Todd.